Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Today, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease this is your moment your time to shine your comeback you're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect so you're not just going back to school you're coming back with purdue global backed by purdue university one of the nation's most respected public universities purdue global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's 10.22 p.m. in Sherman, Wyoming, and you're listening to Night Call. Hello and welcome to Night Call, a call-in show for artist hope and reality. My name is Emily Oshida. I am in Los Angeles for once, and with me on the other line, of course, are Molly Lambert and Tess Lynch. Hello. Hello. Nice to be back on the same coast with you guys. Welcome back. And happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. Yes. I mean, I got the best gift of all of the last hour of October 1st. Uh, If you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) um, Speaking of, I feel like... I was thinking of this because, you know, obviously I was like, oh, we have our show and the next day, like when the Trump COVID news was breaking. And I was like, man, this is like the definition of an evolving story. I don't even feel like we could say anything about it because it'll probably be outdated by the time this episode comes out on Monday. So in the meantime, we're just going to take a bunch of night calls. 
this week. Hell yeah. Uh, we have some really good ones coming up. So thank you to all of our listeners who called in and wrote in these past couple weeks. But first, I just wanted to talk to you guys or just give a little bit of a report from the road from my travels because on my trip back from Iowa, I had a pyramid heavy trip. And by pyramid heavy, I mean, I saw two pyramids. That's a lot of pyramids for one trip, (laughs) to be honest. Yeah. And all west of the Mississippi. So I was plotting out my route as I have been doing every time I hit the road again and looking for things to see off of I-80 in Wyoming, which was a big chunk of the route that I took you know, consulting Wyoming travel guides and stuff and, and, and found the Ames Monument, which I'd never heard of before, but it's a pyramid that it was built. It's, it's now, you know, just south of, of I-80, but it dates back to obviously before the interstate system, but it was a stop on the transcontinental, the Union Pacific Railroad. It was once the highest point on the Union Pacific Railroad. It's something at like 8,247 feet above sea level. So I just, I, I mean, it's just, it's very bizarre. This is a treeless, you know, windswept plain in uh, in Wyoming, just outside of Laramie. Um, and there's a dang pyramid there. So I was like, I got to see this pyramid. I got to see about this pyramid. How big is it? Um, It's about the size of a small house, I would say. A modest pyramid. Yeah, a modest pyramid. You know, you can walk around it and you could probably walk around it in less than a minute, I would say. Is there a person in it? Well, um, there's two people on it. So the, the, the Ames Monument is a monument to um, Oaks and Oliver Ames. By the way, you can name somebody Oaks. And that's Oaks, O-A-K-E-S. That's like a very Brooklyn child name. But Oaks and Oliver Ames, who were the, uh, this is off of the Wyoming Historical Society's website. They were financiers and politicians whose business skills were largely responsible for the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad. They were also later revealed to be hucksters and fraudsters um, when it came to the financing of that Transcontinental Railroad. Um, it was sort of interesting to read a little bit about the Transcontinental Railroad because at the time it was like people have compared it to like how people talk about going to Mars now. It's just like impractical. Like nobody needs that. That's massively like what a waste of money. And uh, that's just sort of funny to think about now. Uh, so they had this uh, monument. I'm not sure who commissioned it, if it was them, but it was designed by uh, Henry Hobson Richardson. He is an architect around that time. And it's got their heads on it. It's got these boss relief heads. And at first I thought it was like Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, which wouldn't have not made sense because it was built largely during, or I think during his presidency. But it's it's really weird. It's just this sort of, um, it's not a direct uh, triangle like the Egyptian pyramids. It's sort of, it's more of a ziggurat, I would say. <laughs> it's kind of got this flat, a flat-ish top and kind of two layers on it. We'll link to it so people can check it out or you can just Google Ames Monument. Uh, yeah, it looked rad. Did you get out and like walk around? Yeah, so it's it's sort of, it's very close to the interstate, but it's all just dirt roads to get there and they're really, really rough dirt roads. So I was like dragging my little car through this uh dirt road to get to the pyramid and nobody's around also there was a fire that day 
um, and I think continues to be a fire, the Mullen fire in, in Wyoming. So it was really ominous out. It, it looked just, so apocalyptic when you posted a picture and it looked very much like hell. It was it felt like hell. It was crazy. Um, the wind was so strong that like I had to be careful. This has happened to me before in strong wind where like the car door has slammed on my leg <laughs> with a high wind. But it was like that. It was my hat. My hat was literally blowing off of my head and I had to go chasing after it like I was in an old timey cartoon. Um <laughs> But it was, yeah, it was very dramatic. Uh, I took some pictures. And I don't know if there's a body in there. There should be a body. But it was like a big tourist trap. Like, they would get out because the, the Transcontinental Railroad was so long. They had to switch out engines halfway through the journey. So, or probably at multiple spots, stops on the journey. So that was one of the switching places. And so all everybody had to get out of the train. And they would switch out the engine. And people would walk around and check out the pyramid. Like, that was the activity. And then they moved the railroad like three miles to the south. And the little town that had sprung up there, Sherman, Wyoming, became a ghost town. So um, there's and I think there's just a cemetery there. That's all that's left of it. Cool. Yeah. Well, that was not the only pyramid that you saw. Yeah. So around Salt Lake City, I uh, transitioned from the uh, Interstate 80 to 15. Uh, which goes through Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City. And I made a little detour uh, just to check out the Luxor um, because I had been seeing rumors that they're going to be demolishing the Luxor possibly. This is not confirmed officially, but sources say that that MGM is uh, considering tearing down the Luxor as part of their general push to de-theme their Vegas properties, which is bullshit. They don't know what they got. The themed casinos are all the best. I think this is the official night call stance. <laughs> totally. <laughs> People want to party in a pyramid. A hundred percent. You can still put your super clubs in a pyramid. Yeah. I don't think there's a, is there a club at Luxor? I don't think there is. Like there's a club in all of them. I just watched From Dusk Till Dawn, which ends with a reveal that the club, the titty bar, is really in an Aztec pyramid at the end. Ooh. And it reminded me that when I went to Tijuana uh, last time, we saw there was like a club in the shape of an Aztec pyramid that looked amazing. We're all for pyramids, real and and fake. Yeah. Why are they getting rid of the themed casinos? Why? It's just a vestige of the 90s. Yeah, they went they did a family-friendly phase in the 90s where they were like we're going to be bigger than Disney World. Families are all going to come to Las Vegas, so we're going to put all this family-oriented stuff. And then in the 2000s at some point they were like fuck that, we're going back to like adults who want to drink and do drugs and get laid. Why are yeah. they assuming that adults don't like themes? Also, they could still be bigger than Disney because Disney might be going down. So somebody's got to stick around for a theme. Yeah, like the Excalibur needs to stay there. Like it's 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 probably the only thing that's like it's single-handedly holding Las Vegas together, that castle. They also, they just blow up casinos every once in a yeah. while. It's like a publicity stunt as much as anything else. It's like, hey, we're we're blowing up this thing that was falling into disrepair. And we're just going to build a whole new one to generate promo. Some might say it is the biggest display of excess in Las Vegas that regularly happens because it's just like 
what reuse a building like rehab it fuck no let's tear right. it down and build a new yeah. one I've always said too that like if they had let some of the casinos that they did blow up like the sands if they had just kept them around and refurbed them they would now be like people would love like a like a rat pack casino yeah it's it's kind of kind of stunning that there's not really a rat pack themed casino in Las Vegas like I think maybe like the Cromwell, which is a relatively new and kind of smaller casino is maybe in that zone. But there's not like an all out like Las Vegas, like 50s Las Vegas themed casino, which feels like a major oversight. That's like all that anybody wants. That's what Fremont Street is for. But yeah, I mean, there's the, the de-theming has been happening, particularly with the MGM properties. The uh, Monte Carlo shut down, I think, sometime last year or maybe even back, back as far as 2018. And now it is Park MGM. So it's just like blandly fancy MGM. I mean, at least they didn't tear down the Monte Carlo. Like they just rebranded it because it wasn't that distinctive of a building or a structure, not like a pyramid or something. But but yeah, uh, uh, the this... Rumor has been posted on uh, Vital Vegas, which is like a Las Vegas insider blog. Uh, and the writer is uh, Scott Robin. And he said, um, he said, and this is all according to like insiders, but the company has long felt its hands are tied by the distinctive but limiting Egyptian theme of the Luxor. And uh, company officials have discussed demolition of both Luxor and Excalibur for at least five years, but have been unable to proceed due to union contracts. And it's possible that the COVID-19 shutdown has paved the way for what's to come for Luxor. So, yeah. Everybody likes Luxor here at Night Call. I've only been to Las Vegas one time, but if you guys like it, I do. I mean, they shoot a beam into space that you can see from space. Like, yeah. Why would you give? <laughs> and it attracts all the bats yeah, and bugs. And they die in the beam. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, it's so. I mean, the inside of 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 Luxor is one thing. There are some things that obviously feel like. I mean, tacky in a lovely way, in a way that I love. But like, as far as thinking about what like investors and money Vegas people think, the structure of the Luxor just feels timeless to me. It's so cool. It's just undeniably awesome. And I just don't know why you would would get like it's it's a structure that defies logic. Like you have to have a special elevator to go up and down it. It should be protected as a historical, like architecturally significant building, I think. Um, But they don't care about such things in Sin City. If you have any pyramid sightings you'd like to call in about for our new segment, Pyramid Pals. Yes. Leave us a night call at 24046night with the yeah. details of your pyramid sighting. Also, if anyone has been to the pyramids in Egypt, I would love to hear about oh, that. Oh, please do call in about yeah. that. I've always wanted to go. Yeah, number one dream destination. Uh, but if we can't get to Egypt, I would also accept the uh, Bass Pyramid in Memphis. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the Bass pro-, pro Shop. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's all night calls all the time. Stay tuned. 
of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. We are back and we are going to take a night call about the QAnon pipeline. Hey, night call. I have a story about an old roommate who pretty much fits the bill for the hippy dippy to QAnon pipeline. In college, um, I'd say like probably the most, I guess hindsight is 2020, but she was always very much like a chameleon. So. She kind of adapted to whatever um, group of people we were around. But after college, we kind of lost touch. And then, like, within the span of two years, she had moved from Miami to Costa Rica with a man who's, like, double her age, had a baby with him, was, like, going on yoga retreats in other countries. It was It was just a total flip in lifestyle. She was very much like party girl. 
then I follow her on Instagram and she starts posting like all this kind of wellness stuff, like yoga, like, I don't know, appreciating the earth, like a lot of stuff about like natural healing, sound healing, um, and like eating raw and organic foods, everything in that arena. And then she started posting, um, Instagram stories from an account called Red Pill Babe. And I was just like, Oh God, what is this? And it's, it's just a full on QAnon account, like full of like anti-vax stuff, anti-mask stuff and save the children. And yeah, I think it's too late for her. And I don't know, I go back and forth between like feeling bad about like me not doing anything about it. Like, could I have helped her? And then also like, is she well-meaning? I like, I would like to think so. I, I don't know. It just seemed to happen so fast. It's very crazy, but I can email you guys as well and share links to some of the YouTubes because they're honestly a little bit, it seems scary. It's, it's just because it's, and it's very dangerous. So yeah. I don't know. It's very conflicting, and it's just sad to see kind of happen before your eyes. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the show so much. I've been loving it these past couple months. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, this sounds pretty classic. This sounds like the what you were describing, Molly, like the the Instagram influencer or wannabe influencer who just gets full red pilled somehow well i think it's really the anti-vax thing is sort of the connection but also once you bring in save the children everybody's like oh i want to save the children yeah i don't know if we've used this term before um i've i've meant to but conspiritual is one Ooh. uh but i weirdly i i for a second listening to this i was like are we talking about the same person but i think it's a different person but i also know someone For a time, I don't know, maybe like five years ago, I knew a few people who moved down, moved to Costa Rica for yoga, uh, as if that were something a lot of people were doing. But I guess it was birthplace of yoga, Costa Rica. Um, But they were all kind of um, like upper middle class people who were doing yoga as like a full time job and wanted to go a little bit off the grid and were really drawn to Costa Rica for that reason. Um, I think all of them moved back after a little while, but some of them also have um, similar kind of like, I I don't think anyone I know is bold enough to go full uh, QAnon on the socials, but um, definitely like the anti-vax stuff is in there. Uh, But that makes me wonder if there's some weird community of yogis in Costa Rica who are kind of doing the QAnon thing. I'm very interested in the kind of like what it is about being in that kind of community or like subscribing to a certain kind of lifestyle that just makes you more susceptible to buying into some of this stuff or just like not critical about a lot of stuff in a way. I think it's like you're being open-minded in a certain way and you know with a lot of spirituality stuff, it's like you're opening yourself up to a certain amount of woo-woo stuff. Yeah. And then who's waiting to tell people that are getting into that stuff what else is going on? Yeah. Do you guys think, though, that you can ever reason with a person who's gone? I mean, or do you think at, at any point in the evolution of being a sort of like 
spiritual person who's dabbling in some weird ideas and then they end up going full QAnon. Is there any point or any kind of strategy you could use to step in along that progression and say like, hey, I'm your friend. Don't do this. There's been a lot of guides about how to get people out of QAnon. Jamie Loftus was posting about this the other day because I think she said she had some family members who she was trying to get off the QAnon thing. Um, I do think it's possible to bring people back is what I think. I think the thing to emphasize with a QAnon person in your life, and I I don't have any that I know of right now, but I think, I mean, I think the, the thing that I have a little bit of sympathy or empathy for QAnon people about is just like, yeah, of course, like people in power are fucked up and corrupt and are doing horrible things. It's just like, you're so close, you know, like, just like look five inches to the right or something. And then, you know, you'll, you'll, there is something there. Like your instincts, your broad instincts are correct. It's like a lack of criticism. It's a lack of, um, I think doing your own research in a way. Although I think probably a lot of people would say like, I've done a lot of my own research, but I think to acknowledge that the overall tendency it is justified is maybe a good way to start with people because I think to just say you're crazy, none of this stuff is true, how could you think that? I mean, it's very easy to imagine how people could think that. That's the scary thing about QAnon. For me, I can totally see, um, God, I was like, when I was in Iowa, I started to believe in chemtrails for five <laughs> seconds. Like, I, it's very easy for me to understand how people go down this path because I was just like, I, I looked up and there was just like suddenly so many um, trails in the sky. And I was like, we're in the middle of Iowa and no planes are flying. There should not be anything here. How am I seeing like seven? And then I was just like, oh, I think they're just flying at an altitude, particular altitude or whatever. I think what's really seductive about QAnon too is it provides like a universal theory for all these things where they all go together. Yeah. But it is also difficult to explain to people because – a lot of it runs parallel to stuff that is real, especially when the Epstein stuff started coming out. It was like, oh, there is a secret cabal of pedophiles that yeah. have state power and are using it to traffic children. Yeah. But it's it makes you feel crazy to be like, but it's not happening out of Comet Pizza. I think it's happening maybe- on a private island right. that is terrifying. Yeah. I think also, like, maybe there's a part of the QAnon mindset that's like, nobody's willing to acknowledge shit this dark. But I think maybe you could sell a QAnon person on the idea that the actual darkest thing is that nothing is connected. Like, that's the most, (laughs) like, hopeless, desolate place to be. It's just like, there is a lot of bad, dark shit happening in the world, and a lot of it has nothing to do with each other. Like, it's just the way that the world is. And that sucks, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think with some of these things too, it's like people kind of get off on being told that nobody believes them. There's something about the like, I'm the only one who has this secret information and I'm trying to tell other people, but they won't listen to me. It also just like provides people with a feeling of purpose. We've talked about how it's almost like a religious Mm -hmm. thing at this point that it doesn't matter whether it's like make sense or not it's just sort of like a devotion yeah so if you can introduce it as like a like rebelling against a church to to your QAnon friends maybe 
<laughs> maybe that'll hold some water since the entire QAnon thing is like what I've been told, uh, you know, is is all wrong. And I had no idea. My eyes are open now. You can do that again within QAnon. Uh- <laughs> I personally don't think I could ever try to convince someone that they were wrong about QAnon unless they tried to convert me. Um, but that's only because anecdotally, I think that there's such, I mean, it's right now there's like a, a logical, like it, people are going on their own logic over there. And so it's hard because you think that, I don't know, I would be worried that by trying to bring someone back from that, it would almost work against me and make them even more sure that they were correct and dig in their heels. Like, I almost think that kind of saying like, oh, that doesn't interest me, but like you do you. I mean, is is that irresponsible to let someone fall off their own cliff in that way? Weren't you saying you explained it to your neighbor who didn't know what it was the other yeah. day? So the other, I love my neighbors so much. Um, my uh, my neighbors are older and they don't use the internet and uh, they like to call and talk about politics and we agree on most things. But um, yeah, my neighbor had never heard of QAnon. And so I, I took about 20 minutes to explain it to her. And she was she could not believe that a single person on planet Earth would believe it. And I was like, no, a lot of people do. Uh, And then we had a good laugh. And then I got off the phone and I was like, oh, God, oh, no, this is so depressing. What if you indirectly red pilled her? (laughs) Yeah, right. No, no. She went to go do some research after that. (laughs) You got to be careful. (laughs) If you ever want to have me explain QAnon to you, though, you can also be sure that like there's a lot of total misinformation where I'm like, I'm not sure about this. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, But yeah, I mean, a lot of most people, as we talk about a lot on the podcast, are not on Twitter, so they don't really know uh, about a lot of stuff that we think everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, got to watch out for those red pill babes. Ha. Mm -hmm. Um, Thanks for the call. Should we take another night call? Yeah. Yeah. Um, This one is our first, as far as I know, night call from Australia. I'm very excited about this one. Let's roll it. Uh, hi, Night Call. My name is Rabia. I used to hear pronouns. Uh, calling you from Australia. Um, just wanted to say about Tess's, I think, conspiracy theory that the AQI is wrong. I don't think you need to call that a conspiracy theory. I'd say you're probably right that it is wrong. I just, um, just wanted to tell you what we learned here from going through the same situation over Christmas. Often it is wrong. There, we just figured this out gradually because some days you'd wake up and the official government AQI would say, air quality good. You'd look outside, nah. You just all your senses would just tell you, no, that's wrong. And what we gradually figured out was that um, basically there's never been a need for the AQI to be, it's never been this important before, it's never been disseminated to this many people, it's never changed this often. But the government data sometimes would be like either 24 hours behind or averaged out from a bunch of different stations or the stations just weren't in, there weren't very many of them or they weren't working very well, like all kinds of things. And like you'd have different apps on your phone sourcing the information from different places and see different things. And you look outside, you're sensitive to see something else. So uh, what we figured out was um, Purple Air is the one you want to use because that's like, kind of like our open source sort of thing. And Purple Air's AQI readings come from um, people's houses. They've got their own devices monitoring the air quality that update all the time. They'll tell you what's really going on. That's the only site you want to use. Uh, everywhere else, it's just not worth it. I mean, yeah, I really, really feel for all of you. We went through the exact same thing not long ago, and uh, yeah, good luck breathing for the next couple of weeks, months. That's pretty rough. The thing, I guess, it's a small example of what we learned generally. What we've learned from both the fires and the pandemic is that the, the government 
will always do a worse job than people. Like, always rely on the community, on people, on uh, rather than anything official. You'll always get better results that way. That's what we learned. Anyway, cheers. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at Purple Air right now. I mean, the thing with the thing with the AQI thing is that I just always, I guess I always assumed it was sort of like the temperature in a given place. Like it's not, it's, it's, it's depending on where you are, like also the environment you're around, like if you're around more trees or more asphalt, like there's going to be some variance. And I don't know though, when we talked about it, it was, um, we had just come off of the dangerous AQI uh, days where we were seeing things in like, I think the 150s and above. And then, and and some of those days, by the way, did not feel as bad as they were being reported, but out of an abundance of caution, I at least just stayed inside. Um, but then after, after a number of those days, the AQI went down into moderate range and there was no way that was moderate. Um, and I live in a pretty like dense urban area of Los Angeles. There are a lot of trees, but it's also, there's a lot of apartments and stuff. So you would assume that that would be like the more reliable data, I guess. But it was, it seemed very unreliable. So I, I appreciate Purple Air, that recommendation, but I also think it's very interesting and, and totally correct to point out that this pandemic um, has definitely taught us that community is more reliable and, and kind of a better resource often than government. Stuff. Especially when it comes to environmental things, I would say. Like I've been wanting, we should table this, but like I just want to, I want to note this right now. Maybe we can take some night calls about it. Like one of the most depressing things I think of this year has been more or less confirming the fact that recycling doesn't exist for a large part. And that's, you know, been completely something that's been pushed by state and local governments uh, that, you know, recycling is the way that you do your part. And I think that I think that there are certain things that, you know, that are uh, like, I don't again, we just talked about QAnon. I don't want to go full into like, don't trust anything that an institution or a government tells you. But I think I think right now it's very fairly safe to say that anything related to the environment and um, climate change and all of that is uh, suspicious at best. It also just does make one feel like you have to run around being like, QAnon is fake. So is recycling. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. But that was a big story. It was buried because there are so many other stories. But yeah, re plastic recycling, single-use plastic recycling was basically invented by oil companies, as was the term carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. It was made up by oil companies. Yeah. To try and take the blame off the fact that it's the oil companies who need to reduce their carbon footprint, not individuals quite so much. Um, yeah. I'm really excited that we are building solidarity with Australia. Yeah. Here at Night yeah. Call because they went through it. That was. Yeah. Was that last? Was that 20, end, end of 2019 or 2018 that those fires were happening in Australia? There's, it was really bad. There's just a lot of similarity between Australia and California. I think Australia is like England's California. It's like. <laughs> A prison planet where uh, they sent all the convicts and also, and it has huge problems with racism and a beach culture and fires. So I really feel like that community, what you were talking about, could be, you know, sharing information across international lines about 
you know, helping each other through something that clearly the government is not equipped to help people with yeah, is good. And I agree with the caller that sometimes you just have to listen to your, your nose, as mm-hmm. they might say, when you go outside and smell smoke, even if the AQI says it's okay. If you smell smoke, trust your instinct. Yeah. I mean, again, I was in Laramie when this fire that was had been about 25,000 acres jumped to 35,000 acres, um, maybe 40 miles away from where it was. The entire sun, like the entire sky got browned out. Um, couldn't even, it wasn't even the red sun anymore at a point. It was just dark. And uh, everything smelled like fire, you know, classic fire stuff. And my, uh, my weather app said that the air quality was uh, good. I think it was something like at a 30 or 40 on there. So, you know, I, I figured that was also because they probably didn't have as many monitors in Wyoming, maybe, as they do in Los Angeles. But I don't know. Um, but that felt fairly obvious that the air was full of smoke. I have definitely been using purple air because, like the caller said, it has a lot of local sensors. Although, again, I've started to become totally paranoid that none of it's real because um, sometimes it still feels like it'll be nicer or less nice outside than the number. Yeah. Well, uh, should we take a night email? Uh, Perhaps this one from Joe. Let's do it. Hi, night call. I recently came across the Futel Payphone Project with tie-ins to the Willamette Dream Project. This seems like a harmless public art project, but it is extremely creepy. I have attached a link to a Reddit post about the project. The original poster has a video of him using one of payphones and recording to hear what happens when you pick up one of the phones. The phone is free and offers options to do things such as press 2 to apologize, whatever the heck that means. The phones offer an option to record yourself telling your dreams for something called the Willamette Dream Project, which this guy seems to think could be MK Ultra adjacent. Like I said, who knows if this is just a weird art project or something more sinister, but it reeks of night call. I figured this could be a cool discussion. Would even be willing to visit the one in Detroit and record my own experience for you guys. Just let me know. I'm in Ohio. I asked Joe if uh, Joe felt like it would they please go to the Detroit phone. But it's it's very strange. The link to the Reddit post that um, Joe attached was there are these flyers. Uh, this one was found in Kingston, Ontario, I believe. Um, there's a cicada in the bottom right, which uh, the poster thought may be a link to the cicada, cicada 3301 project, which was like a kind of like weird puzzle, like an internet puzzle from a few years ago. Um, but the flyer says, have you been having strange dreams? The Kingston Dream Survey is investigating a recent spike in bizarre, unexplainable dreams since the arrival of COVID-19. If you have been experiencing any unusual dream activity, you can help by reporting a summary with a phone number um, asking for a description of the dream. And then, yeah, there's a phone in Detroit, uh, the link, there's a link to a company named Futel that places free pay phones um, around like lower income neighborhoods. The whole thing just seems really, really suspect. And like it is probably motivated by something not good. Um, there's not a lot of information. Really? Do you guys really think that it's strange to ask people to share their dreams anonymously? 
it's not just that though. Apparently, the prompts are are strange. Um, and and I think putting them in like low income neighborhoods and some some people think it's like a data mining, uh, a data mining thing. But it's it's all so dense. It's like one of those rabbit holes that takes forever to like get to any actual information. Um, there's like a lot of videos in this Reddit uh, post that we'll, we will link to in our show notes. Yeah. I, there it's, as someone says it's to do with the September 5th cult, a Reddit cult predicting something bad would happen on September 5th, which was posted like a month ago. Obviously I'm sure many bad things happened on September yeah. 5th. Uh, <laughs> many bad things happen every day now. Yeah. Yeah, we have money down on like every uh, corner of the roulette wheel as far as bad things. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I've been saying you could do a we didn't start the fire for just every single day. Yeah, you certainly could. <laughs> um, there's also a link to something called the Church of Robotron. By the way, in this, it, it, this this whole this was a hot tip and very weird. If you guys, if any of our listeners have any information about these weird phones, please let us know. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, any payphone is going to seem a little mysterious because there just aren't that many left of them. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anytime you see a payphone in the wild and it's functional, it feels a little bit, it feels a little wild. Um, I mean, it looks like these are built out of existing um, like AT&T or, or Bell telephone booths, um, the Futel ones. They're those Doctor Who things. They take you to a TARDIS. <laughs> We don't have the full like booth though in the states for the most part. I feel like I your feel legs like are exposed. Yeah, your your legs get left behind. Um, <laughs> it's very hard to change into your superhero costume. It is <laughs> unless it's just changing shirts. Um, the site I'm on the Futel site, which is at futel.net, um, and also if anybody. I have a suspicion that somebody who works on this listens to Night Call. This just is like a little vibe that I have. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It feels very Night Call. Um, At Futel, we believe in the preservation of public telephone hardware as a means of providing access to the Agora for everyone. And toward that goal, we are privileged to provide free telephone calls, voicemail, and telephone-mediated services. All services, including telephony and human interaction, are free from any futile telephone. The thing that makes me just think this is an art project is if you really want to do some data mining, like Google is doing this and in a way that people would actually use it at, you know, at scale. Um, You know, we use it for our night calls. Um, You know, for all we know, Google is using the... uh, conspiracies and 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 otherwise strange stories that people are uh, sending to us on the night call voicemail and uh i don't know mk ultraing it i have no idea <laughs> like that's more likely to this just feels so small and niche that i'm like what are they actually doing? how many people are actually using these things every day i don't know Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. 
Berberine, which targets abdominal fat. And OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'd like to recommend an Instagram account that is not related to Futel, but is on a similar note called The Call Center. Ooh. On Instagram, it's the underscore call underscore center, which is, I believe, an art project based around the idea that there's like a phone that they want you to call and that they're listening to your calls. Everybody should check it out. It's sort of like an art project about this things like this conspiracy. I don't think it is itself an actual conspiracy, but it's incredibly night call. And I'm a big fan of the call center. Nice. Call center, come on night call. I'm gonna call this number. I I just the the one, the Kingston the Kingston. From flyer. the flyer? Yeah. I want to call. I'm very interested because I think like again, this is another thing going back to the QAnon thing, like a lot of things that are art can be interpreted as being satanic or, you know, CIA adjacent or something with the right lens. Like I can totally imagine a conceptual artist leaving up having setting up a, a voicemail with, you know, weird or impressionistic prompts about 
people's dreams. And I think that could actually be really interesting. Like that sounds like something I would do maybe if I had a lot of spare time and I was a conceptual artist, like that's the kind of thing I'm interested in. Oh, totally. I mean, I don't actually, I don't think it's, I, I, I'm skeptical as to whether or not it's data mining. But Mm -hmm. um, if you read through the whole Reddit thread, there are mentions of like calling border patrol and stuff that just seems like if it is a conceptual art piece, maybe it's like doesn't have the best intentions. They call border. Wait, who calls border patrol? I think it's like I, I'm not sh- I just closed the tab. So hold on um, <laughs> here. So uh, partway down the Reddit thread, someone said that they left this comment on the one of the videos that's exploring what this is. Um, when we called the few telephone service thing, they mentioned the Church of Robotron and gave options for different sermons. There was also an option called hold the phone and eventually takes you to someone saying, choose your adventure. And this weird, very loud and this weird music, very loud with someone saying something in the background with a series of numbers that we can't hear. I also watched a video of someone calling from a few telephone booth with an option for concentration camps. And when he pre- pressed for that, it called the U.S. Border Patrol. There are new dream survey fires in Ontario with a little cicada symbol at the bottom right corner. There are now a few telephone booths popping up in Detroit as well. I mean, that's maybe it's like, a good. Maybe they're it's pranking good. Border Patrol. They're listing Border Patrol as concentration camps, which is true. So yes, I don't exactly. know. It feels it, it is. <laughs> but it, you wonder, like, I don't know. I want to believe that it's a good thing because like we said, it sounds very night call, but I'm also so used to everything this year being a bad thing that I immediately jump to the conclusion that it's somehow nefarious. I think you get into a little bit, you can get into some dicey territory as we've explored with, you know, some of our internet era cults and cult adjacent things that if you start to imitate or go meta on uh, conspiracy stuff, like you're kind of cosplaying being a part of a conspiracy or a cult or something like that, but not like, you know, kind of a little disingenuously. I think you can run into some dicey territory. But well, it's yeah. funny. It's funny when it overlaps with like performance art. Yeah. That is the strangest. Uh, a friend of ours worked on a Marina Abramovic thing that yeah. was like a commercial for Microsoft or something that when they put it up online, it got so many yeah. QAnon comments. That's exactly about- what I was yeah, what I was talking about with the QAnon thing. It's just like anything yeah. can be considered satanic or whatever. But then also like Microsoft took it down because they were like, yeah. we don't want our brand associated <laughs> with like Satanism and pedophilia. And that's all the comments are now. Marina Abramovic, who knew that she would be the patron saint of Satanism and pedophilia. Well, she's and, not uh, in, you know, she's not like into it though. She's no, not, I know, like, but they like, you know, there were parties or whatever where she was right. doing pieces, you know. I just feel like other artists would be like, yes, that's right. I am like the high priest of Satan or whatever. Sure. But she Own is it. like, seems confused by the fact yes. that people are reading that into her work, even though as an artist, really can't control what people read into your work. Nope. Uh, shall we take another night email? Hell yeah. This one is from Kevin. We'll read this. Uh, Kevin writes, uh, hello, night call. It's 8.33 p.m. in Pittsburgh, and I'm a longtime listener, first time writer in her. So this study, and he links out to it, just came out saying that if we were ever able to time travel, we could go into the past without creating a paradox. For example, if you wanted to stop COVID from happening, you could go back in time and make it so the first person doesn't get it. But no matter what you do, somebody else would eventually get COVID. And then things from there would develop basically exactly the same. So you 
You, so you could minimally change the past, but not in a significant way. And because of that, you couldn't destroy the reason you traveled back in time in the first place. Therefore, no paradox. Makes sense. And then I thought of the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect is the wacky internet theory that says sometimes when there are tiny differences in culture, it isn't that you are remembering these events wrong, it's that somehow the timeline has been slightly disrupted. Examples of this include the Bernstein, Bern, Bernstein Bears, the two different spellings of Bernstein Bears, and that movie where Shaq played a rapping genie, but people say it wasn't Shaq, it was the actor-comedian Sinbad playing the rapping genie. Full disclosure, I'm not sure if the genie raps, I just assumed he did. Is that Shazam? I don't think he, I don't remember. Anyway, a lot of people say this is crazy. It isn't the reality changing, but an example of faulty memories. They're probably right. However, what if this theory that says if time travel happens, it can't cause significant changes, but it can cause tiny inconsequential ones is true? It's a real thinker, Kevin. Thank you. You know, you know, the Mandela effect is ba- is based on this, this sort of thing that a bunch of people remembered that Nelson Mandela died at a time that he did not. I believe that's what it is. It's 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 named for this false memory that apparently a lot of people have that he died. I had this recently about the actor Christopher Lloyd because sure. I was watching both Adam's family movies for the second time this year because time is right and uh I I mentioned like, "Oh man, it was it's so sad that he died to whoever I was with." And they were like, "Really?" I didn't know that he died. And then I checked it and he didn't die. And I completely remember Christopher Lloyd dying when I was a kid. I don't know. If anybody shares this memory, we might have another Mandela effect on our hands. But I do not remember Christopher Lloyd dying. That's I think that one belongs only to you. It's just in my little brain. I think some of these things, too, are like maybe rumors that predate before you could fact check rumors. So for me, I'm like, I remember someone telling me that like somebody from Saved by the Bell had died in a horrible car crash. And that was like a rumor in seventh grade or something that you couldn't disprove at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And weird things could go viral like that organically because they were just like school, you know, play playground QAnons. Yeah, they used to just be urban urban legends, yeah. Um, the Berenstein Bears one seems pretty obvious to me, which is that anytime there's someone with a name that is spelled, like, you know, differently than you'd expect, especially if you're a kid and you hear your parents pronouncing it, you're probably, like, looking at the front of the book and, like, mentally kind of editing it and, like, correcting it. I know that I have relatives whose names are uh, often misspelled, like almost always misspelled to the point where they have other family members with different last names or, you know, friends that they've had forever and they still address them with the wrong spelling of their name, which drives me nuts. But I guess that's just one of those things. But the the like rapping genie or non-rapping genie one, I'm like, oh, okay. Was that, are like Emily said, are you talking about Shazam? Which was it? Who was it in Shazam? Was it Shaq or Sinbad? I think it was, I mean, I I think also some of these things just show the power of groupthink, which is that if somebody is like, hey, does anybody remember this thing? A lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, sorry, Um, it was Kazam. Oh, Kazam. Okay, yeah, I I entered Shazam Shazam and I was like, Shazam is is a recent film. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Kazam. So that was referring to the movie Kazam. And then Kazam, Shaq. Yeah. yeah, it's Shaq. But but 
if you enter Kazam Sinbad, are you going to get a ton of hits there? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, some some of these things too, it's like they're so minor, you know, they're not like some people think uh, World War II ended and other people don't or something. It's not like true alternate history. It's like these very small, weird things. For me, the Berenstein Bears one, which is always used as like the example, I was like, well, I think I just kind of made it like a Jewish last name. And then it turns out it's not. It's like made by Christians. Right. So that seems very easy to explain to me. Okay, wait, guys. I found the the movie. Spoiler alert, the Shazam movie never existed. Sinbad's yeah. Shazam. And it's Shazam with two A's yeah. in a second. It says, in a May 2020 interview, actor and sports star Shaquille O'Neal stated that if kids wanted to see him and Sinbad team up as Kazam and Shazam in an Avengers-style genie movie, he'd put on that hilarious 90s costume and do it. There's one problem, though. The so-called Sinbad genie movie doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm super into believing uh, this theory that these minor differences happen because of time travel, mostly just because right now I would love to time travel. (laughs) I just watched 12 Monkeys last night, so very in that mindset. Isn't this also like the plot of that movie yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Where the Beatles didn't exist, so you have to invent them. Yeah. I mean, 12 Monkeys did make me think about it a lot kind of logically about if you did go back to say January and tell everybody there was about to be a plague, who would listen to you? Well, I've been exploring this at length. I won't bore you guys with all of the details, but I will bore you with some, which is um, that if you were going to time travel back to January, you would have to have a list of early examples. You would have to have predictions that you could prove yourself with that happened in January. So you'd have to do your homework before you time traveled. Because if you were going to time travel to say like January 2nd or something, you would have to have predictions ready to go for like the second, the third, the fourth and the fifth. So people would believe you. And only at that point could you introduce something like predicting coronavirus. And actually, you'd have to go back earlier than January, probably, because coronavirus, some say, might have already been circulating yeah. even in L.A. in like December or might January. Might have been out of the bag already. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, you know, we have some examples of non-time traveling instances of this, like the Bob Woodward thing, you know, in his interview with Trump, uh, where he basically acknowledged that they knew that it was dangerous and he just didn't want to cause a panic or whatever. And it's just like... That's about as close as you could get to like time traveling and changing the out- outcome of it. But it's like the wrong people are doing it. Right. <laughs> and also maybe there's nothing that can be like, what would you do? Would you just like barge into, I don't know, the CDC? And and I don't know, what would you, you'd have to use some like <laughs> uh, very dire threats in order to get things through, I feel like. You would go find the original pangolin. Yeah. And release it into the wild instead make sure that it doesn't talk to any humans was it a pangolin allegedly allegedly a pangolin people at first thought it was a bat and i follow a lot of of bat enthusiasts who were like don't blame bats everyone always blames the bat it's not the bat's fault even if a a zoonotic disease jumps to humans it's not because the bats are like trying to kill all humans it's because of climate change and humans going into parts of the environment that they shouldn't have and, you know, 
burning down forests and stuff. It's always humans. I know. Which 12 Monkeys also gets into a lot. Some good, some good uh, on-point stuff in 12 Monkeys. I haven't seen that in a second, man. Um, oh, watch it. It just feels, it feels like now, but it does also have that. I mean, I feel like there was that time period when the virus was in other countries, but it hadn't made it to America yet, where I was just like sitting in my car every day feeling insane, being like, what can I do, you know, before it gets here? It reminds me of when you know that you're getting sick, which uh, if you can't tell, I am right now. And you're just like, don't get sick. Don't get sick. And you're trying to do everything you possibly can to not get sick. Like you're taking all the like, you know, weird supplements, drinking a ton of water. Yep. Massaging your nodes. But you know it's going to happen. And I think that was how we all felt here when we were like, okay, it's spreading everywhere. It's like obviously going to happen to us soon, too. So we just have to, like, not have that happen. Yeah. A friend of mine invented a time travel theory that I really liked. Uh, They may have been on drugs when they invented it, but it involved the idea that jokes are a way of time traveling because when you tell a joke, like, let's say you tell a knock-knock joke and you're like, knock-knock, and the person's like, who's there? It's because they jump ahead to what they think the punchline's going to be they're jumping into the future, and then when it's something different than they thought, time splits. You mean <laughs> the anticipation? You mean it's just like a quantum type split? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the same can be said for anything. Like a conversation. <laughs> your friend who's definitely on drugs. <laughs> we're we're causing rifts in the in we're causing quantum rifts right now as we speak. Uh, a butterfly is flapping its wings. Uh, it just really makes you think about what quantum rift could you cause that would make things go a better way. But things like twelve monkeys in general, time travel theory tends to say that you can't change anything. Whatever you change is gonna be counterchanged in some way or is going to be what was meant to happen all along. Yeah, yeah. There's sort of a, it's it's crazy, because time travel, you would think, would be more about being able to fix things and change things. But uh, I think within most time travel theories, there's sort of an acceptance that certain things are fixed that you can't change. That's what only what the big anti-time travel lobby wants you to think. <laughs> Let's expose them. Yeah. Here at Time Anon. <laughs> We think time is whatever you want it time to be. Time is a especially, construct. <laughs> especially because what day is it ever now? I know. Yeah. It's always it's March fall. 95th. Um, should we take one more night call before we wrap up? Or night email, so to speak? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. This is a night call from Emma. Hi, night call. I was catching up on older episodes and your discussion of whether or not Airbnbs were haunted reminded me of something that happened to me last winter. At the end of last year, my extended family rented an Airbnb cabin for the weekend. It wasn't totally remote, not a cabin in the woods type of situation, but definitely not in a densely populated area. The cabin itself was mostly decorated in the personality-less Airbnb style, subway tile kitchen, West Elmy furniture. But we started to notice one odd thing. The place was absolutely filled with evil eye pendants and things like these with an example that we'll put in the show notes. They were literally everywhere, on top of every door frame or archway, multiple in every room, about 
about three by the front and back doors. It seemed totally out of place from the rest of the design, unless these are some kind of hip decoration trend that I'm unaware of. Already a little spooky, but the truly spooky thing happened on the last night we were there. I'm woken up by a dog barking in the distance. We hadn't heard any neighbor's dogs the past few days. Then I hear a soft humming outside, not any recognizable tune. It sounded like someone is circling the house while humming. It pauses for a little and I hear it again. This time it sounds like it's coming from the living room and hallways. Now I know one of my family members has insomnia, so I peek outside my door to see if they were awake and being accidentally incredibly creepy. But when I investigate the living room, no one's there. I don't hear the humming again after that. I asked about it the next day and no one else heard anything. We leave the next day as planned and nothing else like this has happened to me since. I don't even really believe in ghosts, just the natural creepiness of a chaotic universe. But who knows? Thought you guys might enjoy the story. This is so scary. Um, this is really creepy to me. I get goosebumps already. This email, um, mostly the humming thing, but also I think evil, evil eye pendants. Give me, give me the willies. Um, I don't know. Well, as we've discussed, Airbnbs should give you the willies because they are haunted by the people they've displaced. Yes. Um, although I think evil eyes are meant to ex- to repel evil, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think, I don't know, there's something about them being hung which tells me that there was a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a reason they've been hung. And like my guess after the story would be that like, whatever this humming thing was and this presence that this person felt, the owner of the Airbnb hung these pendants because of it. And so it's like, even though the the pendants themselves are meant to ward it off, it just tells me like there's an issue here. Like there's a drug. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, there's also nothing creepier than tuneless humming. Ugh. Ugh, this I, whole thing gives me the yeah. creeps. Eek. <laughs> I just rewatched one. Midsummer the other day. Um, and I was talking with my husband about Hereditary, which we both agreed we thought was scarier. And the reason that we thought it was scarier was because of the clicking, the tongue clicking. Hereditary... Mm-hmm. Is terrifying. Yeah. Midsummer's scary, but it's more funny. It's funnier, but also like I really like both the devices in both movies of the clicking and the the weird breath thing in Midsummer yeah. being used to convey like something really off putting or unsettling. And I think that humming is like potentially even more unsettling than those things. The humming is there's something of like. The, yeah, like Molly said, the tuneless tunelessness where it's like a something trying to imitate a person. Yeah, because it's a human sound that could exist pre-speech, you know? Like it's Yeah, exactly. It's, it's an human. Pre-speech, sweet peach. Oh. <laughs> we solved it. We solved it. Is that it? it? Oh my god. Uh, it's the sound of a of a person trying to come out of the the wavelengths, oh a god. human voice. Do you guys think whistling or humming is scarier? I think tuneless humming is the scariest. Hmm. I mean, I'd be scared if I was somewhere desolate and I heard some whistling. I think the humming is scarier. I, when I think of humming, I also think of like, um, you know, like keening, uh, yeah. which is always like, a you know, that's such a like ancient sort of morning practice. And it just feels so like you're accessing these roots of like the very beginning of humanity that is always kind of like, uh, where do we come from? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think there's that. And there's also, it could be an electronic hum. You know, it could be something that's kind of like a synth- synthesized human, um, some noise that's kind of almost like electrical, but also imitating a person. 
Now I've gotten the creeps. Now I've caught whatever Emily <laughs> caught from this email. <laughs> it's a lawnmower man. It's your lawnmower trying to become a man. Well, I uh, am so grateful to Emma for sending us this story just because we had to kick off a uh, spooky October some way or another. So uh, this, you know, now I'm, I've had my first spook of the month. Thank you to all of our listeners who called in and wrote in and shared your night calls and emails and thoughts with us this week. We love doing an all call episode. It's so fun. We'll be back next week. Maybe we'll have some more information to sort through vis-a-vis POTUS COVID. I like to say POTUS COVID. Uh, it's just, it's just rolls off the tongue. But yeah, that, that does it for us this does week. It, does it drive you crazy just thinking about like, what if you could just jump one month into the future and know what happens and tell everybody? Yes, yeah. it drives me crazy every day thinking yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of time travel. We would also love it if you would give us some reviews. Take a a minute or two to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Write something nice. We love it. And keep giving us your calls and emails at 24046night and nightcallpodcast at gmail.com. We love taking calls from the public. And thanks to our Australian night night call listeners. We love the international night calls because it's always night somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Australia is the one place it's actually probably night whenever we're recording. So, Oh, that's true. It's truly a night call in Australia. Um, you can also follow us on social media Night Call Pod on Twitter Night Call Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash nightcall where you can get bonus episodes on our newsletter and playlists and we've got a new playlist and newsletter coming soon so if you join now you can hop on that train we will uh, yeah we'll see you all next week see you next week endless diets and weight loss struggles it's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results introducing smart metabolic burn from brain md your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat imagine burning fat balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks this unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula berberine which targets abdominal fat and oea which curbs your appetite with just two capsules a day Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.